Well, welcome back to Healing Part 2. <clears throat> I want to read first. We're going to go back to Jonah in just a few minutes, but I want to read from Ephesians the chapter 1. And uh, let's, let's go to verse 19. I'm sorry, verse 18. I'm going to read it out of the um, Passion Translation first, and then I'll read it out of the New American Standard. He says here, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of his glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Now, the word hope in the Bible means expectation. It means expectation. Okay, you're expecting, and that's uh, and 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 faith is different because faith deals not with expectation but within the promise and within the finished work already. Okay, so I'm going to read uh, Ephesians chapter one, verse eighteen out of the New American Standard. Paul speaking, he says, "I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened." so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. See, God has an inheritance in you. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. I don't know if you understand, but you are God's inheritance. That's just amazing right there. You already are God's inheritance. Okay? That's just a good word. So let's go to Hebrews um, chapter 11. I'm going to read verse 1. He says, now faith, not tomorrow faith, not yesterday faith, but now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's assured of things that you're expecting, and it's the conviction of things not seen. Now, I want to talk about faith. Sorry, I'm going to talk about healing the same way I talk about salvation, okay? Now, the question is, for me, why weren't you saved from the beginning? You were not saved a year earlier than you were saved. Why not? Because God was waiting for you. God was waiting for you to ask him, to ask him to come into your life. And the same thing with healing. God is not making you wait. You're making him wait. We are making him wait so that we can ask. Ask and it'll be given to you. Keep asking. And if you're not asking the right thing, you ask the right thing. Keep seeking and you'll find. Keep knocking and the door will open to you, okay? Wow, okay. God has given you the word and it is done, okay? God put his healing in the past tense before you see it and it's manifested while you're acting out your faith, 
Okay, now I'm believing God for some healing in my body. I have uh, a, a cracked finger in my uh, in my right hand, in my, in my middle finger in my right hand. What happened was I was playing basketball and I was going up to block a shot and I got my finger bent backwards under the backboard. So as I jumped, it hit the bottom of the backboard and it bent totally backwards. Well, now, I mean, like the bone never set right. And um, <clears throat> and now it's hard to bend itself. And, uh, and my other finger has a, a tendon that uh, that locks so the finger locks and then i have a, a thing in my shoulder a tendon in my shoulder or rotator cuff that doesn't work right so i'm believing in healing now here's the thing god paid for it on the cross he paid for my healing on the cross already jesus said it is finished my healing was paid for okay now is it manifest in my body yet no it isn't okay but my arm gets looser. My fingers don't uh, hurt as much. Uh, in fact, the swelling goes down. Uh, so God is healing as I speak. But the thing is, even though it's not manifest in my body, my hope is and my expectation is that it will. And my faith relies upon what Jesus did on the cross and not on what I'm feeling or not what my symptoms are. Okay? Now, I said yesterday that Jonah had this thing where where he was looking at, uh, he said that his symptoms and his situation was nothing but vanity. If you go to Jonah chapter 2, um, and starting around verse 7, he says, while I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord. You know, while he was dying, he remembered the Lord. And his prayer came to him into his holy temple. That's where his prayer, his focus changed from his circumstance to the Lord and to the to the sacrifice that Jesus had done already and to and to his holy temple where he dwells and those who regard vain idols those who regard those vain symptoms and those vain um <clears throat> circumstances and those vain situations if you trust them more they are going to forsake your faithfulness they are going to forsake your faith Okay, it forsakes your faith and it draws your faith away from God and it puts your faith in your symptoms. Okay, well, isn't that denying the, the fact that it's happening? Of course not. But it goes above to see in a realm that's higher than your realm. Okay, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we just have to have the eyes uh, of our of our imagination need to be flooded with truth and flooded with the light that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened or seen that we could see in the kingdom realm okay that we get to bring um we get to bring these things that are not as though they are we speak those things that are not as though they are we don't speak those things that are as though they're not we speak those things that are not as though they are. So I speak healing because I believe that Jesus paid for it on the cross. The Bible says that we have been free from the curse of the law when he became the curse on the tree. And the curse of the law is sin, disease, death. We're coming to a place where the final enemy, death, is destroyed. And until that happens, we look in expectancy 
that the truth of what was said is going to actually take place. And he says that we regard those vain idols, those vain symptoms. And then he says, but I, but I will sacrifice to you, he's talking to the Lord, with a voice of thanksgiving. He's going to sacrifice. So I, I, I recommend that you, that you today start to thank him for the work of the cross that is already done in your life. I'm thanking the Lord for healing my rotator cuff. I'm thanking him for healing the tendon that goes from my shoulder into my hand. I'm thanking him for healing my finger that has, that, that's out of joint right now, that needs to get back into joint. I'm believing God to do it. Because the promise is that he will. Because the law of the spirit of life and peace in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of, in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Faith takes and uses what God offers to us. Hope is expecting a blessing sometime in the future. It's hoping for it. It's expecting it. But faith is taking now what God offers. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant that the work is done. As God sees it, it's completed already. It's already done. You notice that God uses the past tense. By his stripes, you are, or you were healed. You are healed. It's like done. It's finished. It's already done. By his stripes. He's not saying you will be. He's saying you are. Now hear this. Galatians 3.13 says, God or Christ, the anointed one, has past tense, redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. God has put it in the past tense. It doesn't have a hold on us anymore because it's past tense. Isaiah 53 says, Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pain. He himself took, past tense, our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, by whose stripes we were healed. In the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, we see that the curse of the law includes all diseases. So you take that curse and you recognize it was nailed to the tree when Jesus became that on the tree. When God puts his promise in the past tense, he authorizes and expects us to do the same. My sickness was, my pains were. In math, in, uh, sorry, in Mark eleven twenty four, you remember that, that you receive, um, you know, when you ask for the promises he offers, we should believe that we have received them and we shall have them. Whatsoever things you ask in my name, believing you have received them, you will have them. 
we are to continue to praise and to thank him for what he's given us. It is after we believe we have received what we ask for. After we believe he has heard our prayer, that God goes to work. It's like you put the seed in the ground. That's it. And you just settle it. That settles it. That plant is going to grow. And then the imperishable seed or his word begins to grow. It is necessary to get the sowing of that seed, that word of God, into the past tense before we can see that seed begin to work. You have to believe that God has already heard your prayer. Remember when he was raising Lazarus from the dead? He said, I thank you that you have heard me, past tense. So when you come to prayer, you pray about it and you say, God, thank you that you have heard me. And then God goes to work. Does that mean you're going to see your healing right away? Sometimes. Remember, when somebody, before they die, they write a will. The will is never enforced until after the death. The will doesn't mean anything. It's just a piece of paper with writing on it until. Everybody say until. Until the person has died. And then Jesus died and that will was put into the past tense and now it is mine. Remember, you can be in somebody's will, but you don't own any of it until it's until that person dies. And Jesus died and his will became activated. God is saying he's given you his word and it is done. Now, picture this. Just picture this. Why would you believe the bare word of others and your circumstances, but demand proof from God? I say this, believe the bare word of God, the true word of God, and demand the proof of your circumstances, of your situation, of your pains, that they are bigger than God. That's what you need to do. You need to start demanding them to prove themselves bigger than God. Never say to your, to, to, uh, never say, God, look at how big my mountain is. You tell your mountain, look how big your God is. In Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives, present perfect tense, it's always happening, he forgives my iniquities, he heals all my diseases, he redeems my life from destruction, and he crowns me with loving kindness and with tender mercies. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 4. I will return... I will return to the Lord and he will entreat, uh, be entreated by me and heal me. Isaiah 19.22 The Lord will bind my bruise. It's a promise. And heal the stroke of my wound. 
He was wounded for my transgressions and he was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes I am healed. In some of the New Testament, he said, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, everybody say life, to my mortal body through his spirit who dwells in me. The prayer of faith, okay? The prayer of faith will save me when I'm sick and the Lord will raise me up. If I confess my faults to another and receive prayer, I will be healed. In Luke 5, 17, he says, and the power of the Lord will be present to heal me. Luke 7, 7, just say the Lord, just say the, uh, just say the word, Lord, and I will be healed. Luke 9, 11, he says, Lord, you heal all those who have need of healing. He paid for it on the cross, man. We just want Jesus to get what he paid for. This is not a prosperity message. This is not saying that you're a sinner uh, if you if if you're sick. It doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. Sometimes you just get sick. If you go outside in the cold weather with wet hair, you're going to get a cold. But Jesus paid for it and we can believe him and thank him for the healing as though we already have it. Because we already have it. It just has to manifest in our bodies. There's so much more. We're going to end it there and we'll pick it up again tomorrow. God bless you. Have a good day.